Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Luxury Healing, baby. <laughs> Luxury Healing means that we mind the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and, and going places that make me feel good and continue that resonance. Living is a luxury. When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. So when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. Y'all, I am here, and can you believe it? It is actually still Tell the Truth Tuesday. It is October 13th, Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. I'm actually doing a Tell the Truth Tuesday show on a Tuesday. I got Laird Williams' old ass coming on the show. I texted him like 20 minutes ago to see if he's still awake because he tried to say, like, oh, I'm awake. I'll come on the show. Um, but tonight's show, I definitely – so last time Laird was on the show was about 30 days ago. I was in D.C. at the time. And I didn't realize that at the time, oh, shit, Lawrence and his father had just beat COVID-19. So there's an entire, like, conspiracy theory situation going on where there's a lot of us African-Americans, I'll call us, of a brown hue that don't believe that COVID is real or they think it's just all a hoax and it's just all bullshit. And then when people have the conversation of, do you know someone personally that had it? I'm like, yeah, my cousin had the shit. I know several people that have died from the shit. And then actually the day that Merritt was on the show 30 days ago, um, him and his father both had tested negative for the antibodies for COVID-19. So I think it's important that we talk about that. One of the reasons I think that Laird was able to beat that is because he's former military. He actually, you guys know the story, was in the military with my brother. He actually was his sergeant, captain, or whatever you call it, the person that was in charge. And my brother was hard-headed because he was a baby. And then he <laughs> he got my brother when he was 18 out in the airport, out in Montana on the West Coast somewhere. So um, one of the reasons I think that Laird was able to beat it is because physically he's sick. You know, this is a man that's, you know, in his 40s or 50s, he's working out, he's eating right, you know, he's living leisurely, he's retired um, from 
the military so he's able to kick back, relax, no stress. A lot of people don't realize that when you have a lot of stress, a lot of that shit, 90% of your immune system is in your gut, is in your large intestine. So that is a portion that we as black people also need to talk about. So I was actually looking at pictures because I was in um, New York over the weekend. And I was actually looking at pictures. So you guys, if you guys are on my Instagram, it is miss, M-I-S-S dot P dot Scott. And there's video of me on there with the, you know, illustrious Aunt Joyce. Because God forbid I go to New York City and I don't see Aunt Joyce. She will literally call my phone. This is not on the, like, if I call phone and I don't answer, she will literally call me 27 times. But, like, you see me calling you and she still got the Obama phone. Like, she, she get a new phone every fucking month because she, she doesn't know, you know. This is also my aunt that, to my knowledge, has never worked a day in her fucking life. Um, she has married very well and she has divorced. Even better, um, she worked for some of the most notorious people that you can think of in certain families and actually was depicted in the movie American Gangster. Um, she was the woman that was responsible for taking all the fur coats. You see her rolling them out, her character rolling them out. And so she tells these just amazing stories about Uncle Frank. When we talk about that, we talk about Frank Lucas and just her time on 150th and Riverside up in Harlem where she owned a bar, and then me going to college there as a young whippersnapper at age 18, actually 17 when I moved there to New York City, um, living with my Uncle Scotty over at that, at that time, and Uncle Scotty is her son. So there was this whole, like, subculture of men that I've always had in my life that made sure that I knew the difference between right and wrong but they didn't fucking lie to me. They didn't tell me shit like, oh, you know, you just, listen, my grandfather, I think I was 13 when I was being sent to Pittsburgh every summer, you know, because my mother, I was the only girl, right? So she's just like, I don't know what the fuck to do with her. She's in the titty, you know. <laughs> she, she's allowed to wear a two-piece bathing suit right now. Like, we have to get her the fuck out of here because my mother was working three to 11. She's working two, three jobs. So she couldn't. I think looked after me. So even though I was raised right, it doesn't matter. She just was like, I don't want my daughter in the town. So I would go to Pittsburgh. So that's where I met my best friend, Lisa, who I often talk about as my sister. It is my sister. She's my older sister. Like, you don't know the shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That we've done or we've been through. Um, and both my cousin Donnie and my cousin Charles, which my cousin Charles, she celebrated, I think, his 50th birthday. So here I am, the, the younger cousin, I'm green, y'all. I'm green. I don't know anything. I have all this hair, these thick-ass eyebrows. I don't got no hair. I just got this barrier city. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm roaming through the streets of Pittsburgh, and I remember my grandfather, whoever had the red Pontiac, whoever's car that was, because there were seven children, he took me up to the top of Mount Washington, which subsequently later on I ended up marrying my husband there, my ex-husband. And um, he says to me, and he's just having this conversation with my grandfather, and he says, um, I don't care if a nigga tell you he'll kill himself over you. He said, he's still going to cheat. He said, and that doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that he holds you in any less regard. It just means that the way he feels for you is just different than what he, a man ain't blind, is basically what he tells So I look at that and I'm just like, you know, we, we, we live in a sensitive society right now where somebody's like, oh, you know, your grandfather was setting you up for failure and this, this, and this, and I'm just going to be honest with you, the man ain't lied. 
you know. Um, do I believe that there are faithful men in the world? Of course I do. Um, I'm just saying that the motherfuckers that I fucked with and due to no fault of my own, my husband, my ex-husband are saved. You know, my ex-wife is crazy. I tried to leave her because she stabbed me and she stitched me back up. And, then, you know, the number one thing that anybody ever tell you about me when dating is like, this bitch is crazy. She she go get the money. She takes care of my son. She does this. She looks great. But you cross this bitch, it's a fucking wrap. I'm not going to go quietly into the night. Fuck you. Fuck your mama. Fuck whatever degenerate-ass motherfucking sickle cell came about your body. I don't give a fuck. You know, and that's part of you know, why I am an advocate for mental health because of the fact that I have a problem disassociating with people that would see me or my child do without. So a lot of people don't realize that when you make an offense against me, which you've actually done, but you've also motherfucked my son. So I take that very seriously. So people say, well, I've never even met this one. I don't give a fuck. If I spend 30 seconds away from my child, you owe me money for that now, and you wasted my time. My son don't give a fuck about nothing, and my mama is happy and everything is great. You know, my, my Aunt Joyce won't even let me in her goddamn house no more because I was coming back and forth to New York. I was handling business, and she was like, where's my child? Where's my baby? She's not talking about me. She don't talk about me no more. <laughs> she don't care about my son. And that's very indicative of women in their 70s and 80s. They picked the gender or the child that they love the most. So like for me, my Gigi, my great-grandmother, lived on the east side of Buffalo, right off Wollers, um, down on the road. And she would tell my mother, get these little, you know, crumb snatcher-ass little boys out my backyard with my fountain and my koi fish. My granddaughter, my great-granddaughter took about me, can go back there and play with her little point-tail dress or her, you know, fear sucker, you know, romper. But not these motherfuckers, basically. Like, she she was just, she had an affinity towards little girls. So, whereas my aunt has an affinity towards little boys. So, even though I was raised with both my parents and then I had grandparents and uncles, and, you know, I have a lot of uncles in the cloth that are um, preachers, they really raised me to be a G. Like, they really, like, all that pimp shit, we're going to get into it. I'm assuming this is Larent calling me right now. We're going to get into that because I think there's an importance to that that people don't talk about. Caller, are you there? Are you talking Caller, to me? are you there? This is the 850? Yes, it is. This is Larent. Larent, wake your ass up. Get up. Well, hold on. First of all, it's down there 12 o'clock. Who still has talked at 12 o'clock? <laughs> Grown people. Only people talk at 12 o'clock is motherfuckers. Look, the only people talk at 12 o'clock is motherfuckers at work doing operator service or a nigga trying to get some pussy. That's it. Well, we know that's not the case, my nigga. Maybe you could get some pussy when you finish telling your stories on this motherfucking show. That's why it was important. I apologize it's too late. for my partiness. I'm apologizing, motherfucker. You better write this down on a on a on a, a post-it note because I don't fucking apologize. I'm apologizing. Well, everybody's on, well first drinking. of all, I don't need to write it down because everybody who's on the phone <laughs> just heard you apologize, so we good. Oh, so you feel good about yourself today? You feel good about yourself? Not really. I'm just saying. You got an apology out of me? Well, I wasn't Hilarious. expecting an apology. But you apologize. They seem like that's. That's something that you don't normally do, but, you know, hell, I got to look outside to make sure the damn moon ain't falling out the sky since you apologized. Well, the moon is here. It's on my necklace. 
The reason I'm apologizing, and this is why I tell people, and you'll often hear me say this, this is why this is important. This is really important, especially for my listeners. The reason I'm apologizing to Lance Williams today is because I've been drinking, and a bitch was drinking, and I forgot what time it was, and then I told him, like, yo, we're going to be here, and I was drinking that wine, and y'all know it's, it's red wine season, and I was in, in good company, and I was drinking, and the time literally slipped away from me right out of my watch. This this beautiful, expensive watch that I own, the time slipped away. And next thing you know, they put the chairs up and shit. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> And it's funny because a lot of people know sometimes I do my Total Truth Tuesday show on a fucking Thursday. So, Larry, you know, you so, have to really wound this time. Do, uh, but I was wrong. There was said, no excuse for the shit. The well, you emphasize. You said the expensive watch you got, you forgot the time. Mm-hmm. So if you had a cheap watch, would that have told you the time? It wouldn't have because I don't have a cheap watch. I don't know. So it don't matter don't know if, the watch was cheap, if the watch was cheap or expensive, your ass was still late. Here's the thing. I just, you're not understanding what I'm saying to you. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What is a cheap watch? What is that? I don't know. I, I cannot relate. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, like especially just because since, just because you don't no, wear a cheap watch, I don't know what is a cheap watch. Like what what do you consider a cheap watch? Like because I'm gonna say this, any one of my hoes that I deal with, and they'll tell you this to the day is long. The first thing I buy one of my hoes is a watch. You know why, Larry? A good. Tell watch. me why. You know why? So these motherfuckers know what time it is when they fucking with me. Okay, so I buy them the watch, and then I be like, "That's for you," you know. And they and they starting at a Movado. I remember a motherfucker talked himself out of out of a a nice watch one time. He talked too goddamn much. I'm like, "Here, you just take this Movado because that's what you're worth right now." And so it was a party gift. That's another thing that I do. I also give party gifts to these hoes so that they can't. You know, because you know a motherfucker like to tell you all the time, like, oh, I paid for your dinners and this is this bitch. Take this watch. That was all the dinners that you took me at Ruth Chris and every other fucking uh, fashionable restaurant because you wanted to be seen. Just go ahead, take that, eat that. I appreciate you. Good night. So there's that. So let's jump into it. What you do today, Larry? Um, well, let's see. I got my ass up, took my ass to the gym. Had a nice workout. Came home. Um, let's see. I sold my dining room table finally to some young couple trying to start out. I made chili for me and my dad. Oh. We sat there and watched football. Okay. Drank beer. Had a nice conversation. Had a nice time. And that was it. That was my day. Did you make cornbread with the chili? I did not because I didn't have time to do it. I had some other stuff I needed to I take care you. of. So. What type of southern man don't make cornbread with a goddamn chili? Well, first of all, I'm from Cleveland. I'm not from the south. That's one. Well, Two. You're down there now. Oh, I'm I'm here. Hell, I could be on the moon. No means I'm from the damn moon. No. I, where I'm. You at, gave your daddy some chili yeah, without a goddamn piece of cornbread. Well, first of all, listen. That's like that's when like I make. Like, I feel like I'm when I make cornbread. When I make cornbread, I take my time to make the cornbread. Oh However, my God! Just say, I God did not. Just say I abused I my father and I did not give him cornbread with the chili. My dad, seventy-seven years old, he knew what cornbread tastes like. 
Anyway, so speaking of your daddy, this is something really serious that I wanted to talk about. So are you aware that there is a small section of Negroes in the United States of America in Villarica, Georgia, that think that COVID is a hoax? And they've started the arduous task of asking people, do you know anybody that had it personally? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, my cousin had the shit. And I sent, you know, matter of fact, I have to send you and your father a package. My apologies. Um, I make elderberry tincture, right? So my company, 716 CBD, makes elderberry tincture. We curate it. Me and uncle's out picking the berries. I, you know, canned it, all that shit. That is for the people. So anybody that I knew that had it, and I've known, I can name five people, famous and not famous, that had it, that I came into contact with, that I know personally, that I sent my elderberry tincture to. So when people tell me, and especially people of color, who it's affecting at a rapid rate, because, you know, a lot of us don't take care of ourselves, our immune system, that's what it's attacking. And I was saying before you came on the show, like, the fact that your father beat it, as well as you, and we didn't discuss that on the last show because I think that should have been, like, the main thing that we talked about. I want to talk about that and the fact that you're extremely healthy. You're a man that's going to the gym, what, six days a week. You're, you're eating well. Mm-hmm. You're in your 40s and 50s, like, and it still affected you to a certain degree. And your father, who, from what I'm understanding, is not even immunocompromised, but he was just elderly, 77 years old. So let's talk about how this shit is really real. So we can just dispel all myths that COVID is a hoax. Because I can't believe we even saying that. Like, it's real. Well, yeah. And um, to me, um, I felt like when I started seeing the numbers on TV, that the whole thing was real. And where it first started for me was this. I had family members in Ohio who I grew up seeing them being strong and healthy and always working. And then they succumbed to this. And mm. they died from it. This is at the beginning stages of the COVID mm. whole quarantine. No, see, I didn't know that. And I had, a, yeah, I had a mother, I had a cousin who were two cousins, mother and daughter. They both had the same time. The mother died first, and the daughter died four days later. Jesus. So I had a lot of people that died from it. But the biggest problem me was me being down here in Georgia, I did everything I could possibly do to keep from getting this virus because my father is a 77-year-old man, and he's elderly. He doesn't work out as much as I do. He doesn't work out at all, I should say. So I didn't want him to be affected by it. So two men in the house, um, there were times I had to go to the store to get things he required and things I required. Right. And I was protecting myself. I had my mask on. I had my gloves on. And when I came home, I made sure to sterilize myself properly or as best as I could. However, a couple of days before the 4th of July, I started having these symptoms. And my very first symptom was I had chills and uh, night sweats. And I had a really high, I had a really high I won't say temperature. My body was just real hot, but my temperature remained the same. When I woke up the next day, it was gone. But as the days progressed, you know, I lost my um, – I, I, I got really fatigued. Now, as you stated earlier, I do. 
I work out every single day. I run. I I uh, lift weights. I do calisthenics. I do everything mm-hmm. to keep myself in shape. And I eat the right way. I drink plenty of water. And I take my vitamins. Well, somewhere along the line, this virus affected my body. And on July 4th, my father told me he was not feeling well. So we went to my sister's house for 4th of July. When I saw my father's face, it was very flush. I asked him, was he okay? He told me he was not feeling too well, but he'll be okay. That same day, I was trying to eat something in my sister's house and realized that I couldn't taste the food. So I thought maybe I had a sinus infection because at the same time, I realized I couldn't breathe as well. So the Mm. next day, me and my father came home. He went to bed. I woke up the next day, and I said, something's wrong. I cannot breathe. I cannot smell anything, and I cannot Mm. taste anything. My father woke up. He said, son, I'm not feeling too well. I think something's wrong. I said, well, I'll tell you what. Let's give it a couple of days and see what's going on. Within that couple of days, my symptoms got worse, and I saw my father, who I always saw as a strong man, become very weak Mm. and just out of it. So I called the doctor, and I mean, I called the clinic and asked them to give me a test. It took them exactly from a Tuesday, which was, um, I'm sorry, July 6th, which was on a Thursday. It took them till the um, 18th to get me a test. Mm -hmm. So within that time frame, I was going through this whole coronavirus situation, and I was watching my dad go Mm -hmm. through it. And that process, I had to literally go into the bedroom where my dad was laying and pull my father out of the bed. My dad is six feet tall, Mm -hmm. about 277 pounds. I'm 6'2", about 210. I literally had to pull my father up by his arms, watch his face flush, as flush as it was, and panting for air, and hold him in the middle of the room and telling him to breathe. Don't stop breathing. And this is where it got serious. Mm. I had to sit my father down and tell him I'll be right back. I had to run in my room to get my asthma inhaler to give to my father Mm. So it can open up his airway so he can breathe because I don't know if anybody ever seen someone dying. I literally uh-huh. saw death in my father's face. I saw my father leaving. Now, mm. I'm not a church man, but I do believe in the Almighty. And in that moment, I looked up and I told God, I didn't ask God, Save my father. I need you to save him right now. That's what I mm-hmm. said to God. Give me the strength or give me something to save my father's life. No one knocked on the door. Nothing happened. But the knowledge I needed to save my father's life kept coming to me, like just randomly. Do this. Do this. Do this. I did not hear God's voice, but I felt I, mm. I heard him in my mind to do this. Everything God told me to do, I did to make my father comfortable. 
Mm. With I took him. He was so weak. I had to walk him by his hand and put him in the car and drive him to a test center to get him tested. After we left there, I had to take him to urgent care to get him some type of treatment. They gave him a, what do you call it, a breathing treatment to make him feel better. However, he was still weak. They took x-rays of his lungs. The next day, the x-rays came back and said he had cloudy, had cloudiness in his lungs, but he should be okay. Two weeks passed. My father was not okay. I did a follow-up with the doctor the next day because he said he felt better. When we told them what's happening, the doctor told him he needs to go to the emergency room right away. Now, mm-hmm. my father had a fear. He told me this. He said, son, I do not want to go to the hospital because every man or woman in my age group who goes to the hospital does not come home. His fear was that he did not want to go to the hospital. So I told him, we need to go to the hospital because I can't take care of you here. I don't want you falling out and dying here. So let's go to the hospital and see what's going on. As soon as we got to the hospital, they put a mask on him, took his temperature, and wheeled him off to the quarantine wing, uh, wing, which was the children's hospital area. I sat outside in my car for two and a half hours waiting for some type of information from the doctors for my father. They called me three hours later and said, we are keeping your father in the hospital because he's very bad. This has been almost three weeks, almost a month now, that my father, was con- uh, he came in contact with the coronavirus. Mm. The worst part for me was I, I had to leave my father in the hospital not knowing if I'm going to ever see him again. My father called me on his phone and told me this. If they intubate me, I'm going to refuse. I need you to come and get me. I would rather die at home with my family at, around, around me than die in this damn hospital alone. I don't care what you have to do. Come get me. In my mind, mm-hmm. my father's last wish was for me to come and get him. So I had made up my mind to get up, go to the hospital, move any and everybody in my damn way, grab my father and put him in a car and bring him home because that's what he wanted. I had to tell my sisters, my mother, my grandmother, and everybody who loved my father that my father is in the hospital from the coronavirus, and the only thing they knew was mm. he was dying, and they would never see him again. And they, some of them blamed me for it. So I had to live with my what? family That's blaming crazy. me. crazy. Well, they knew I had it. I had to live with the fact that they blamed me for my father you know, contacting the, uh, contracting the coronavirus and me probably being the one that's going to end his life. Mm. Now, the good part about this situation is this. This was on a Friday. On a Sunday, the doctor called me and said, we can release your father. I asked him to explain why. They were able to get his blood pressure down, to get his breathing better, and to get his oxygen levels back up to normal standards. However, the flip side of that was he had double pneumonia in both lungs. 
That's I mean, where the cloudiness came from. That's where the cloudiness came from. So when these doctors are saying they don't know everything about the coronavirus, trust me, they do not know. There's so many symptoms these people are receiving. There's so many different uh, different symptoms that they can't even explain yet. But the coronavirus is a real thing. When my father came home, he had to maintain another two and a half weeks of quarantine in his room, mm. stuck like he was in a jail cell, going crazy because he couldn't interact with anyone. He couldn't move around freely. He couldn't do nothing but succumb himself to a room a little bit bigger than a jail cell. Mm. And I, his now son, he's living in the house said, with you? Yes, he is. Okay, well, that's a good thing. Now, me, I had to make myself better. Even though I was still sick and not feeling, I had to make myself better because there was no help coming to this house. People brought food and left it outside the door. People called and checked on us. But Mm. we were both under quarantine, and no one could come in the house. So I had to literally get up every morning, force myself, to feel better, to feed, bathe, clothe, and strip this man's room down every single day to make Mm. him better while I was still feeling the effects of the sickness. I managed to get better. I went and got a test. My test came back negative after two and a half weeks, but he was still in the quarantine. So, I still managed to take care of him. Everything that he had to go through, I went through as well. And I could not sleep for the whole time because if I hear him coughing too much, I got concerned. I had to go in his room to make sure he was not choking. If I did not hear Mm -hmm. him coughing at all, I had to go in his room to make sure he didn't die in his sleep. So for over a month, the most amount of sleep I got at one time was two hours, sporadically. Mm. The good news came when he woke up one day and told me he's feeling a lot better. I said, well, we will continue this process until we get you a negative test because you can feel better today and be down tomorrow. But um, all these things people give me, I have people sending me this elderberry. I have people sending me sea moss. Well, you all know, different... I, throw it in the trash. I'm going to send you the real dishes. I make that well, elderberry. elderberry extract. Well, my thing is this. I but didn't know anything different. about what to take. Well, no, because everybody told me this. You take this. He'll be better within a couple of days. I gave him some of those things that people told me to take. All these people are talking, they're like, you know, um, herbalists and uh, doctors and nurses, everybody was sending me their own remedies of what I should give my father. We had so much stuff in this damn house. I said, I'm not giving him all these things because we don't know what's good and what's bad. So, and then when somebody tells me, if you give him this, I promise you he will be better in two weeks. I'm like, what the hell kind of sense does that make if it takes two weeks for your body to get better in the first damn place? It didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, what so, was that? Because I know they probably sent you Jinka, 
which was a turmeric situation because one of the first people that came out with it was Slim Thug. So Slim Thug was in Houston, and everybody's tagging me in all these pictures because I literally had just left a brunch, a private brunch that him and his boys were at. And I was there with my girls, and one of them was pregnant. One of them had just finished up the surgery. And I was very public about that. So when Slim Thug came down with, in Houston, the coronavirus, I was like, oh, shit, you know, and this is a man that was, like, careful, you know, like you said, he, he was like, y'all need to wear y'all masks, this is before we knew, like, what was really going on, so they had sent him, like, 50 different things, and you're right, so you don't know what to take, does it interact with something else, like, is it fine? Here's what I can tell you about elderberry, and this is tried and true and this is because I've been making this product since 2018, and I'm not, you don't have to buy mine. I'm going to send y'all some anyway, as I have sent everybody in my group, including Asada Jones. She actually was one of um, Beyonce, or not Beyonce, Solange's backup dancer. She's doing some big, big things. She just came out with another uh, LP. She came, she came down with Corona. This is a young lady that lives healthy lived in New Orleans, like, again, it seemed to me that most of the people that were doing the right thing caught the shit. So I was already making elderberry in 2018, and I used to have a lot of Canadians because we're right here at the border. Like, literally, I told you before, you could walk across the street if they was letting us in or not. I don't blame them. So elderberry within and of itself, the actual Sambucus nigra, which is the actual name of what elderberry is made when it's in tincture or syrup form, um, is poisonous. And the reason that it works and it kills colds and flu is because when you boil it, so you'll see a lot of people, I wish you could go get the bottle because he either had an elderberry syrup, which is actually made from sugar or it's made from, um, that's for little kids. That's, you know, just to make sure they're okay. So a lot of people don't realize that with elderberry, you could take that before you get sick. Elderberry actually boosts the immune system. But when you take it, if you are already sick, that shit is killing everything. When I say everything, everything, and this is why I say this, there's actual studies that show that any virus that exists in your body, elderberry is killing it. And that includes HI motherfucking V. Okay? So the reason that elderberry is so potent is because when you take it off the branch, and I don't know if you guys are following my uh, 716 CBD uh, Instagram page or my Facebook page, we're the only ones. You guys can also go on the website, which is 716CBD.com. Our new batch of elderberry just finished. So this is the first time that I actually got the elderberry from the spigot, from the farm. Me and Unc went out, clipped everything Every single thing about the elderberry plant is poisonous. The leaves are poisonous. You know I kept me firm, you know, because they use it in different herbal tea. The entire focus of the elderberry, the berry itself, is to suppress the respiratory system. So when your father had that double pneumonia, yes, give him the antibiotics, biotics, give him everything that he needs. But to maintain, to keep that fluid out, you would take elderberry. So after Slim Thug, <clears throat> and I had just left Houston, came out and said he had the shit, and everybody tagged me in the shit, because there's actually a picture of me and Slim Thug on my motherfucking uh, Instagram page. So I go 
and me and my girlfriend at the time, we, we get, like, deathly ill. This is back, like, the end of January. So remember when everybody was like, oh, everybody probably already had it, and this, this, and this. That shit was true. We both had flew through Dallas Airport to get to Houston for some odd fucking reason. Um, my son didn't have any, nothing was wrong, but I felt some type of way when I came home. This is before COVID hit. Remember, COVID hit March 13th. I had just come back from Houston the end of June, or end of June, end of uh, January, end of uh, Martin Luther King Day. So I'm like, like what you said about your dad, like coughing up like a lung, like literal actual phlegm. And I'm sitting here like, I just go get an antibiotic. And then I'm like, you dumbass. <laughs> you got an entire, like, you know what I'm saying? Like 400 gallons of elderberry downstairs. Go take the shit. And this is no bullshit. I took it three times for the first day, just a teaspoon. Because I make mine 80 proof vodka. It's gluten free. And with the elderberry. That's it. Ain't no additives. Ain't no, like, extra shit in it. I used to put CBD in it because to take out the anxiety effect. But I was like, nah, everybody needs to get the real dose. I used to put cinnamon in it for the um, antiviral effect. It's not necessary. You keep that shit like that for six weeks. That's why it's so potent. So a tincture is very different than a capsule. It's very different from the syrup. So I took that shit literally for for two days, 48 hours. Everything that was in my lungs, everything that was in my chest, that shit came the fuck up. And I'm convinced that all of us at my job at the time had the shit. I had already started the process of giving away, like, you know, to samples to the elderly and shit like that because their immune systems are compromised. My niece or my cousin actually lives in Atlanta. She works at the airport. She caught that shit immediately, okay, immediately. So think about how filthy the airport is. So when she beats it, she spent her birthday in the hospital down there in Atlanta. Her husband had to like, you know, kiss me through the phone type shit. Like, it was terrible. I sent her that shit. Anybody I've ever sent the elderberry to, elderberry does not take two weeks to act. That sounds like the turmeric concoction, the jinka or whatever, whatever. And you're right. You shouldn't have, you, you shouldn't be using them all together. Me, personally, if I were you, and this is just on some real deal shit, elderberry is the original ancestral cough elixir, cough syrup. Up here in the Northeast, we have a concoction called Buckley. Literally, all of us go to Canada every year and get the shit. The shit looks like um, a gray water. It looks like ammonia water, and it tastes like ammonia water. But whatever the fuck is in that shit, that cost me $22 American, which means it's cost me 33 if not 38 Canadian. It works. I made a similar concoction, which basically, because people don't have up a mason jar every week. I, I got all the time in the world to make a product that keeps people healthy. So part of the elderberry isn't just that it kills viruses, it kills flu, all that stuff. That's, that's not it. It also boosts the immune system. So those of us that have known about it, I've been taking this shit since 2018. I got sick because I wasn't taking the shit. So if you're going to give your dad anything, I'll send you guys down a nice care package where you're able to give that to him every week. And it's also for yourself, somebody that's in the gym every week. And I, and I understand that that must have been insane, like to sit there and think that you contributed to your father being sick when it's no different than saying that somebody gave somebody the flu, you know? Um, 
so there's that. But you guys, for the record, are clean and clear. You guys have been cleared of COVID for how long? Um, I got mine in around the beginning of August, uh, right before my birthday. And then my dad didn't get his clearance until, um, I would say, toward the end of August. I would say that would be August. Let me look at my calendar. Now, what have you guys done to keep negative and to keep healthy and to keep safe? Well, what I have been doing. Supplements and things that people sent? Yes, I've been taking them. Now, my dad, I make sure. I first of all, I change. I change his diet for one. I've been giving him lots of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. All the fatty processed foods I've eliminated from his diet, so he has lots more fruits and vegetables to help his immune his immune system. Um, I put, I make him a uh, a best, I'm sorry, a a protein high protein um, vegetable every day, and I put okay uh, two thousand milligrams of vitamin C powder in there. Every day, and I give helpful. him vitamin C. Yeah, I give him vitamin B. I give him vitamin D. Anything that's going to boost his immune system, and I also put the the elderberry sambucus, the pure. I mean, the Not, sambucus I get from the vitamin shop. Huh? I'm about to send y'all the real shit. Don't buy that shit no more. I'm gonna send you the real shit. Well. When that's all you got, you got to take what you can get. No, absolutely. I know, but I'm going to send you something that even if he doesn't take it every day with me, you'll take it every, you'll take it every day. It's not every week. I'll send you guys an eight ounce, but what it does, like that shit, you can feel it killing shit. (laughs) When you take it, you're like, like, it's serious. (laughs) So yeah, you're, you're giving him all the right things. And so you guys have had no symptoms and you have no concerns down there in Atlanta. Um, well, okay. Atlanta's still a hotspot because these damn fools down here still want to go to the strip club. They still want to hang out in groves and everything. I was just getting ready to mm-hmm. say, like, but y'all still the hotspot for AIDS, so there's that. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, see. They ain't, stopped, they, ain't, they ain't did no social distancing, and there's that. Well, so. I wouldn't say they don't do social They do social distancing. They don't do social distancing, but they do. I see some people go to these different clubs and outings and wear their masks. Now, me, I don't go to clubs. I don't go to lounges. I go to the places right. that I need to go to and bring my ass home. I go around people who are doing the same thing as me. I keep my group small. I keep people out of my house. Right, that way, at this we point, won't go to again. Um, so when people start saying, hey, Atlanta's a hotspot, I know Atlanta's a hotspot. From my house mm-hmm. to my car to the store, where I get from the store back to my car and bring my ass home. I take everything that I have on as soon as I come in the house. Absolutely. I take my, my yep. bathroom. I have a whole closet for what stuff. I call the COVID clothes. <laughs> yeah. I take my thing, I take my gloves and throw them in the dumpster. I mean, in the trash can outside the house. Um, my clothes, before I even talk to my dad. I come in, I change my clothes, throw them in the hamper that's just for outside. Change my clothes and go around him, and I make sure I wash my hands thoroughly with antibacterial soap and that I put hand sanitizer on, and I stay away from him as much as I can. Um, 
that's how we've been maintaining. But at the same time, I feel that once you get it once, it, you can get it again. But in your Absolutely. body, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a virus. I mean, you get a virus. But if your body is strong enough, you can create the antibodies to fight a virus. You might still get it, but you can. Your body is stronger to fight it because now you are living better, you're thinking better, and at the same time, you have the antibodies in your body to help you fight it again. But not saying you can't. You can never get it again. And a virus attacks the body anytime it wants to. But I make sure that that virus doesn't bring its ass in this house. So that's how we've been trying. That's how we've been trying to fight it off. Now, what I do believe is this. Two things. Just like the flu or the cold. A lot of people, no matter how safe you are or how clean you are, will get this virus. For sure. Uh, Two, um, some people are going to die from it, and some people are going to get sick from it and survive. Me and my dad are survivors. He is a survivor because I dedicated my time and my life to him for that moment so he can survive. So I wouldn't have to bury my father the way most people have buried their, their, their loved ones. Now, um, I do know this, that uh, if he and I can survive, me being as healthy as I am and him being an old man, we survived it. These people are trying to force a vaccine on us. There's no way in hell you can tell me that the coronavirus started in February and without tests, without trials, everything you're gonna give, but go off, but go yeah, off. you're gonna give you're gonna give me you're gonna give me something to protect me from the coronavirus and what I do know for sure nothing made in a lab can help your body you know from a virus well first and of all I'm not one of them flu shot bitches I'm like so you're gonna give me the yeah. flu so I don't get the flu please go all the way to hell and, and return to center don't collect two hundred dollars of pass go when you do it no, I'm, I'm well, not, we're not doing just my little 30, 30 hours. I'll be good. Well, my thing is, um, I will do the, I will do my best to keep my father from getting this virus again and succumbing to it. I will do my best to make sure that I don't. Oh, and another thing before we go any further, I know I told you you mm-hmm. said me and my me and my father had it. My son caught it as well. What? That young, healthy boy. My son is six foot eight, 220 pounds, and he's a basketball player in Kentucky. He was here. He did not come around my father. He did not come around me. When he was going back to school, I made sure that I sprayed and disinfected the entire area he was going to be in. He came in the house for all of 30 minutes, got his things, got back in the car, and I waved to him before he went to school so I wouldn't contaminate my son. Now, my son left going to school on a Tuesday. The previous Saturday, well, I'm sorry, the previous Thursday, 
He went and got a, a, a test. His test came back Saturday negative. No symptoms whatsoever. He left. He was not around anyone at all. He was by himself. He left going to school on a Tuesday, a six-hour drive. He got to school, got checked into his room, wasn't around anybody. They had a team meeting the next day at 10 o'clock. They tested the entire team at 12. The next day, my son came back with a positive test. So um, you mean to tell me if you say it took four days for the body to accept the the coronavirus and have a result, and he wasn't around anyone, how the hell did he test negative on Saturday but then turn around and test positive on a Thursday, and he wasn't around anyone at all? Well, you know that there's a huge thing going on with the false positives, so – I work in a, a place that, trust me, should be an infestation, but because my ass be bleaching and spraying, you know, the B25 spraying everything else, and, you know, I'm paranoid, um, and I take my motherfucking elderberry, um, the guy was around us at a 4th of July party. That was the week before 4th of July. He came to work, which we had been closed for four months, so no virus is surviving like that without a host for four months, not even on the surface. So... He comes to work, he said he had it, and he said it was more digestive. So he gets quarantined with his, like, girlfriend of, like, you know, 10 years. She never gets it. Then nobody tested positive after that. And I'm like, that was a false positive because there's no fucking way. Like, like, I don't even care if you're not having sex. Like, you're in the same exact house. So there's been a lot of false positives that have also been going on because they're trying to um, do the test like in a speedy, you know, uh, Gonzalez type of way. So basically bottom line is black people, dear black people, coronavirus is motherfucking real. Y'all motherfuckers. And listen, I was just at a, at a wedding over the weekend and my aunt was like, where's your mask? I'm like, shit, this shit was right there on my wrist. Like, I don't fucking play like that. My son is one of them kids that be in the car with a goddamn mask on. We in a park. He's got a goddamn mask on. He's like, I'm not fucking around. You know, so be safe. And, and you know, a lot of these NBA players, and I hate to say it, a lot of these NBA players are getting that shit because y'all fucking the same broad. There's no other way. There's no other way. And then y'all be so scared to do certain things, but it's like, but you understand that when you go to the grocery store and you go to Walmart, I can't fuck with Walmart. I can only fuck with Walmart and Target like once a month. And that's to get toiletries. I can't, like, I can't do it. I had to go to grocery stores whose square footage was fucking smaller because I'm like, there's no way you're cleaning every can, you know, and people forget that shit. Like, you go to the bank, and, and you forget that money is a filthy motherfucking thing. So be safe, y'all. Stop acting like this shit don't exist just because you don't know a motherfucker that had it. I'm telling you that this is a grown-ass man living in Atlanta that's telling you me, my daddy, and my son had it. We are healthy, and y'all need to, like, do what you need to do. So let's jump into the dating thing because a lot of people wanted to talk about the dating thing, not so much just in Atlanta. So, Laren, I got a question for you. Are you ready? Because you're like my resident male person on the show. So I can't ask my brothers about these things because they're like, fuck that motherfucker. Like, they won't, you know what I'm saying? Like, they won't 
give you the real. If you're dating a woman, you ready? Okay. Okay, so you're dating a woman. You guys okay. have been intimate already several times. And then all of a sudden, and I'm doing this because I have to, um, and then all of a sudden you cut her off for five months from the physical, from sex. You won't go see mm-hmm. her. You talk to her every day on the phone. Y'all have phone sex. Y'all have an amazing chemistry when she comes to your city because she has to, y'all live, you know, say 30, 45 minutes apart. And when she comes there to do what she needs to do, y'all see each other, right? Five months, you don't touch her. Okay, I'm just asking because these are some of the shit that I get in their auntie shit. If it's me, I tell the little girl, like, look, this motherfucker don't like you. Um, he got a girlfriend. We know that. Um, but he's also a Sasha. You are no longer his pick of the litter. And and I have to say that because people think that I'm being mean when I'm being brutally honest. But if a motherfucker already had sex with you and he liked it and you liked it and you love this man and he's telling you he loves you every day, you telling this girl you love her, but 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 let me also add this. You have some mental health issues. You have some frontal lobe damage. Um, you likely got somebody at home, and this is your little, you know, thing on the side. For what reason would a man not fuck with a girl for five fucking months, and he already was tearing that thing up? For what reason? Because I don't want to just stop from me. Hmm? Did it just stop abruptly? Well, COVID hit, so she gave him, you know, she was like, okay, March, April, I understand oh, this, that. This is, a real scenario. this is a real situation, not a scenario. No, no. Oh, no, this is some real shit. He came okay. to her crib one time. Okay, he mm-hmm. came to her crib one time. Now, the crib that she bought was a crib that they were supposed to share together. Like, he was like, she wasn't looking for him to pay no bill. She, she did. But... She designed this entire crib with the fact that this is going to be their little, you know, love net. He co-signed everything, was like, yeah, that's what it is. COVID hits, and he's like, I can't come up there. So she's like, okay, no problem. You know, when I come up there, I'll see you just for hugs. They're very close. So I, I can't figure the shit out because I'm like, when I see them together, I'm like, yo, he's kissing her, he's hugging her. It's like she's Lady Heroin. But when they're apart, and he's texting, calling every day, all day, everything's good, that motherfucker will not come to this place. Now, he came to the place in May. He ain't been back over here, and everything she did, she did for him and her, okay? Now, he gives her money, you know, not like that, but he gives her money, you know, enough, but now it's to the point where she's like, motherfucker, you're not paying me enough to keep me off the market because obviously he doesn't want her to fuck other people. I can't tell this girl for what reason. I only have one explanation. I'm going to let you say yours first and I'm going to say mine. I only have one explanation for her as to why a motherfucker who, and that was the other thing. He would have phone sex with her real intense and then say he was coming to see her the next day and then just wouldn't come. My car broke down. Like, something always happened. And I have my theory. But she's hurt, you know, because she's like, and he's telling her, like, you, it's not you. You didn't do anything wrong. Like, you know what I mean? This man has not touched her 
since May. So it gets better. You ready, Lance? He mm. sent her a text the other day. He sent her a text the other day saying, because I didn't want to put this in dear auntie. And he says, you need to convince me that this is what he said to her. So they argue and they begin yeah. because she's Convince me of what? You know. He said, you need to convince me that you can wait. So even if it's three, four, five, six months, really, you need to convince me that you could wait a year. And and our relationship is, hold on. He said, our relationship is not going to change. He said, I'm not feeling you any less. You need to prove to me that you, I said, first of all, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told her, I was like, bitch, a year? Ask that nigga which, which brand of HIV he got or what kind of herpes he got or who's pregnant, who got married, like, and here's the thing. When you see them, you like, oh, yeah, they're beating the brakes off each other. It's, it's not happening. And she said he has no erectile dysfunction issues. She's like, when they see each other, it's popping. But she can't get him to come to the crib. The motherfucker don't come see her. He talks to her every day, you know, still putting the threats down. They're, they're growing closer. Why this motherfucker ain't touching her? I can, I I don't know what will make a man say, and she she a bad little thing because she she all right. She don't she could have a boyfriend today if she would let this motherfucker go. Why would a man who already now here's the thing? How they started out and they never touched each other. She's a hundred percent because I've seen her be in relationships with motherfuckers that was completely platonic. It led up to something, you know, a year, two years, three years. You know, I've known girls that have been platonic with men for 10 years, never touched them, and then when they did it, it was in fireworks. This is not what happened. They've been beating the brakes off each other since, like, two months into their relationship. They've been together a year. Out of that year, you slept with her five times, and it was phenomenal to her and to him. That's not that's not what it is. Can you please enlighten me and her? Why the fuck would a man all of a sudden be like, no, I don't want to have sex with you anymore? He doesn't say that, but he's not doing it. I told her, I, thought, I was like, he don't fuck with you. Like, he don't want you, and he don't want nobody else to have you, but he don't want you. And, and that's all I can say. I, I don't know. What do you say? So where does he live? He lives 30 minutes from her. And what uh, what city are they? I mean, are they in Georgia? They're in New York. A couple of different options. I mean, I want to say I want to say options. A couple of different reasons is this. Hold on, hold on. They've been on. having. He sex. got a bitch at home. I forgot. I told you he got a bitch at home now. And she knew okay. that. You understand? What I'm no, no, oh. no. She knew that. No, no, no. That, I forgot. I'm, I thought I, I thought I said that. He got a bitch at no. home. They've been together for years. He. I told her he's using her. I was like, he's using you for the emotional stability that she does not give him on a day-to-day basis. And you need to cut that shit off because when he gets, I said, it sounds to me like, well, you go ahead and tell me. So he got a bitch at home. She knew about it. She was comfortable in the situation they was in because she loves this motherfucker. And he loves her too. I'm telling you, if you've seen these motherfuckers, you'd be like, oh, yeah, like they – so it, I, I don't know where all of this, you know, all of a sudden he can't come see you. You get this apartment, you know, and he, or I'm sorry, this house, 
and he doesn't come. She, you know, she's okay with it, but she's just like, you understand that you was the person that told me to just go ahead and get it. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the I reason that all of a sudden for five months he don't fuck with her? To her every day. Well, he, tells her he loves her if, he, if he has a woman at home, then 100%. that woman at home found out about the girl. And nah. No, hold on, hold on. Most men. Okay, I'm gonna let you do this. I'm gonna tell you why. You, 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 you might be right, or or maybe she felt an energy, like may not well, know who it is or what it is, but she felt something. There, okay, there is on, the only reasons. The only reasons. Reasons. It's more than one. I would say for a man tell to just all. abruptly stop talking to uh, dealing with a woman he's been dealing with for some time. No, it's First just the all, sex. He talks to her okay. every day. He'll see her. He but just he will not come to her place and have sex with her. Okay. So something happened. I'll mm-hmm. go with that. Now, we are not there, so we don't know exactly what happened. But from a man, if I'm at home with a woman maybe I live with, but I got a side chick somewhere else, my that you woman love. I have at home found out and gave me an ultimatum, leave that bitch alone or I'm, we're done. That's one. Two. Okay. Somebody probably got a damn STD. Yo, that's, that's what I said. Now, that's exactly what I said. I was like, yo, I think this motherfucker might have been a whole-ass nigga before, and she don't got nothing. You know, she stay. I mean, not just because of her job. She has to go get screened because of her job, but for other reasons she gets screened. Um because she had cancer, so she's constantly, you know, so she's clean. But I agree with you. I was like, yo, he probably got some shit that he can't get rid of. Like human papillomavirus, which is the wart, you know, all that shit, that is an anxiety-driven disease, meaning, like, you start stressing out, motherfucker might have had a breakout. Because he's very specific with her about a year. Like, who the fuck... If, if I sent you a picture of this bitch, you'll be like, send her to me. Send her to well, me because hold on. there's no way. thing is this also. You want the What's man's the perspective. But the perspective yes. I'm going to give you again is from a man's perspective dealing with a woman. So why, now, so why they, doesn't he just tell her, like, yo, something happened? And there was, did you need to go to the doctor. Something happened. And uh, he probably won't tell the truth about what happened. But then again, okay, let's do the so flip he, side. Of that. So he might have been fucking been. other people. Hold on, yeah, he may have been. been fucking other people, and that's why he's not accused her because he's never accused her of shit because he knows where she is twenty four hours a day. So he's never accused her of nothing. So he knows if it was a disease that he didn't get it from her. So that's it. That's okay. what I said the same thing. What's the third one? Um, it could be on her part. Okay. It could be something she did or something she said because okay. I, I, as a single man, have been in a position to where I had a woman who we were just compatible in every way. 
But right. me being a man, because they're magnetic. I, I mean, their yeah. chemistry I mean, is ridiculous. They would fuck in a car. Like if you would turn around, they'll fuck in a car because they don't. They're very close, and that I, you know, and it's killing her because she's just like I don't. She's like I don't understand. And then she looked up, Larry, and she realized she's like this motherfucker ain't touched me in five months. You know, okay. and I'm well, not used to that because we are so close. So I'm going to tell you what I think is, but finish with your, hmm? Did she ever ask him? She why? did. I'm pretty and sure she, she said, did. And he gave her some bullshit did, and answer. And he was like, what? it's not you. No, no, no. He was just like, it's it's not that. It's not you. And when they were beefing the other day, because they beef all the time, like we all do, and he said, like, so there's also, to me, some pimp aspect to this. He, whereas, he had control over that. Yes, and I'm going to tell you, okay, so here's the thing. I'm not saying I'm a pimp. I'm just saying I, I, I know better, right? So what I said to her was when he met you, he, she, was, she was young. You know, she escaped, whatever, whatever. You know, they never connected the way they should have. So she loves him because of the fact that she's like, this is a cycle that needs to be completed. So I'm here for whatever it is. Now, this motherfucker, I, I will say, also say this. He has some mental health concerns. He's in therapy, whatever, whatever. She is too, okay? If you looked at them on paper, they really probably shouldn't be together because either they have the same diagnosis, which part of their diagnosis is violence, okay? She told me, like, the last time they had sex, like, it was so intense. Like, she was just like, I just can't wait to kiss on him and love on him, like, right? So this is not, like, a man can't make that shit up. So I believe her, right? And he's into it, too. And they're having phone sex and they're doing all this shit. But the day, the minute, the second, the hour. And I told her, I said, it feels to me almost like he's having a conscience where he's like, I want to do it, but I slept with my bitch last night. So even though my bitch may have been holding out on me for two to three business weeks or whatever, she fucked me last night, and now I can't fuck you today. So it goes to what you're saying in the sense of that she may know that there is another energy, feminine energy present. And so it's like, well, my money ain't tapping me on my shoulder no more. What the fuck's going on? Hey, you want some pussy? You know what I'm saying? Like, Because a woman always knows, especially when you've been with somebody for a long time. and Or you're just tethered and you're connected. And I had to tell her, I said, I, the, the motherfucker don't want you. You know, and she's crying, and she said it doesn't make sense, and I'm and and and, and it doesn't because when a motherfucker don't want you, he ain't calling you every day. He ain't checking. Let me ask you this: If a motherfucker don't want you, is he? Are you still calling and texting a bitch every single day? Tell the truth. No. And that's what I thought I would, because I'm like, but right, if, you might check in here and there. He because no. You can put somebody and say he texts her and she responds. Huh? Because of his situation, he, he texts her she don't and text she responds. Him. She won't. Yeah, he always texts her or calls her, okay. or whatever, and she responds. Like she immediately, you know, they they have that connection. But what I'm saying right. to you is that I think, and like I told her, that there's a little bit of pimpery going on. And I think that yeah. when he met her for the second time, and, and listen, just hear me out, 
I think that when he met her for the second time, he thought that she was this docile, you know, just cute girl. Like, you know, you know how you just stumble across a gem and you just be like, yo, like, ain't nobody out here dating this bitch? Like, ain't nobody, you know what I mean? And you're just like, wow, like, I can't believe my good fortune. And then you run the motherfucking Carfax and the pussy facts, and you're like, oh, shit, this bitch own businesses, she got houses, she got, you know what I'm saying, she ain't got no kids, like she's, you know what I mean, like, and now you like, yo, I thought I had me a little simpleton, and I got me a whole little monster, and now, mm-hmm. because I'm already invested with her, and I love her, I'm not letting this fucking star go, I'm not letting this gem go, right, but now you got to maintain her. Because now you understand what yeah. kind of lifestyle she was living before she met you. You understand what type of motherfuckers and niggas is trying to talk to her. You understand that, you know, she loves you, but you could be replaced at any motherfucking time because, nigga, you're not even allowed to leave your motherfucking porch. This is a girl that's handling her mother. When I say she's handling her motherfucking business, she's handling it. She don't, need, she don't need no motherfucking help. She want it, but she don't need it. And I told her, and she never, you know, she always, and I told her, I said, this is the type of man, he's a brute. So he's somebody we consider him a knight. He's a fighter. He's mm-hmm. somebody that very masculine. He ain't going. This is, this is an old school, traditional, and he's older than her. He's much older than her. And I said, I said to her, I said, bitch, I'm not saying he's trying to pimp you like in the streets, but he has to find a way to control you. So if the $40 in the cart in the Newport ain't going to do it, She's not scared of the nigga. Like, she told him, she was like, I know who you are. I know what you did in your past, and I don't give a fuck. That's scary. Like, like if somebody was like, Denise, I don't care that you did X, Y, and Z, I'd be like, are you, you sure? Like, because could, you could be next. Like, you know what I'm saying? She didn't care. And I mm-hmm. think that that takes, that takes the, um, the element out of it of control. So it's like, I can't control this bitch with fear because she don't give a fuck and she's nuts. And I can't control her with money because she has money. Okay? Um, If I give it to her, that's just because that's what I wanted her to do. So she's very traditional, right? And she allows him to be traditional. So they talk about all this shit that they're going to do in the bed. And then she said the other day, he calls her and he tells her, like, I thought you said you wasn't going to fall in love with me. And she's like, what? I'm not in love with you, but I do love you, you know, because he has a bitch, so she know better than that. And I told her that. And she's like, no, I, but I do love him. Like, I'm not fucking around. I'm not doing anything. And I told her, I said, maybe you should, because I think this motherfucker really thinks that you'd be sitting in the house twiddling your fucking thumbs. But if you're going to leave mm-hmm. him to go be with other people, you have to cut him completely off because this nigga's crazy. You know, this, this, listen, can we talk about it? This is a motherfucker that, like, you're not just going to lead a relationship and, like, everything's okay. Nah. This, mm-hmm. this motherfucker going to jail. This, this is not somebody that you like, okay, we left amicably. Nah. Y'all fighting. Somebody's going to jail. Somebody's going to the hospital. And he gives her money. And we ain't talking about, like, 5 and $10. Like, we talking about this motherfucker was like, here, go, you know, support your business. Here you go. Okay. The problem is, is with the way, so she read me the text messages and I said to her, I said, he knows that you like having sex with him. And he knows that y'all are 
very good in bed together. Like, no, she said, no questions asked without telling me too much. And it's not just her, because I could see if she was just saying it was her and this motherfucker wasn't knocked the fuck out. She was handling her business. And I said, I could see if he didn't like it or whatever. I said, this motherfucker is trying to, if he doesn't fuck with you no more, because that might be it, he's trying to gain control. And the only way he can gain control, because most bitches can be controlled with money because they need it, or fear, right? And I told her, I said, you don't need either because you don't give a fuck. So he has to find something. You know, and this is a man that's raised around other men. So this this ain't nobody that's, you know, this is somebody that's been doing this for years. I so said he took the sex off the table. I think he, I'm going to say this. I think he took the sex off the table because he's like, that's the one thing that I know that she wants from me. And he told her, he was like, if you just make me feel loved and cared for for a year, we don't have to have sex, then you can, you, you would convince me because you need to convince. When the motherfucker said, you need to convince me, I asked her, I said, who the fuck is he? I'm not, you know, like I told her, I said, you as a woman are not courting him. He's courting you. So why the fuck do you have to convince him that after y'all already had sex, not one time, not two times, several times, that you need to not have sex for a year? I need you to explain that to me, Larry, because I, I don't understand it, and I, I don't have nothing for her. I, I don't know what to say. Well, you said that one time, he said, you said he's trying to control her. That's a lie. Yes. He, he's okay. already controlling her. Okay. He already has her because if he didn't, no, she then loves him. She and he would knows not. That. She does. You okay. right? But and love is a form of control, is it, it not? You right? It's a mental illness too. You right? Yes, it can be a mental illness, but it's also. Now let me ask um, you this: Do you think that he loves her too? I don't think so because That's he might crazy. have an infatuation. Okay, most men. Okay. Oh, I would say but this. then why lie and say it then? And she tells him all the time, like, you don't love me because if you love me, you would have sex with me and you would make love to me and you would touch me. And he's just like, I do love you. I don't lie. You know what I mean? And he's putting all this in text. He's putting all this on the phone, FaceTime, whatever. But people have to understand there's many different forms of love. So the love that he may have for the woman that lives in his house, that's a respectful, familiar love. He definitely does not well, love her in that way. Well, I know this for a fact, and this is okay. a, this is something. Why I would the nigga know. lie to her? Yeah. Then? I'm listening so, to you because because she gonna listen. So why would the nigga lie? Well, listen to this. I'm gonna tell you like this. He's been saying this for months. When a person says, uh, when a person said these words, says these words, I don't mean to be disrespectful. They about to disrespect the shit out of you. Period. I understand now, that. That's why I don't give a fuck. Now, when a person says, when a person starts talking about love and all the stuff like that, whatever you know, they're trying mm-hmm. to play on your emotion. When a motherfucker say he don't lie, he are he or she already told the lie. You're right. Everybody knows. Everybody knows when you're lying. You just want the damn confession from the person that's lying so 100%. you can feel good about what's being said. So he's telling her the one thing, 
but he's already engaged in something else. So he already has best of both worlds. He has his peace at home that he deal with every, deal with every day, but he's also controlling another woman that he wants to keep under his thumb and letting her know. Because if I tell you I love you and I miss you and I want to see you. Yep, he I'm does. Every day seed, she says. I'm putting that seed in your head. That way you won't go out and get another dude. But if I don't do that, then that means you're going to – the strength that you have within yourself is going to come back, and then you're going to go out and do something thing, with someone else. Like, I think – so here's the thing. I think that last week when he showed his hands, I think that really hurt her. I think that she don't look at him the same. And she told me, she said, my pussy is dry. She said, I don't even want to fuck this motherfucker no more. She said, who would tell somebody they don't want to sleep with them for a year, which means another six, you know, seven months. She said, why would he do that? And I said, because he's on some pimp shit and he don't give a fuck about you at all. Everything was a lie. And I said, but now let me let me ask you this. Do you think that he's good? Because she's done. Like, she is so, like, not just hurt. Like, because she, you know, she's a soldier. But she's in the sense of, like, this motherfucker wasted because they were together for a year. So their relationship is not based on sex. Like, they, I personally, I'm going to say this. Like, I think on some level he does love her. Because this is, like, some Assassin's Creed type nigga. This this ain't no like regular. This is this is not somebody like suiting up every day to go to work. This is somebody that he don't got no reason to lie. Like if if you were to lie like that, she should shoot this motherfucker in his face. Okay, and he got it. She got it in text messages. No, so most times when niggas is cheating, they not putting shit like that in text messages with you know what I mean, like where they could be found out. So I told her, I said, yo, you in a very good position right now because right now the shit that you know about him, not that I condone telling because for what, because you knew what time it was, but at the same time, I think this motherfucker underestimates the fact that you don't call his phone in the middle of the night. Maybe you should. You don't post no pictures or, you know, text messages or screenshots and shit. Maybe you should because you made it very easy for him to to have this extracurricular activity. She is in a place right now where she was like, I don't even want to see him. I don't want to talk to him because she's like, he's telling me that he doesn't want to sleep with me for another seven months. And I don't know. And she told me, she's like, I don't know where they, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. They're like, could have gone a year. She said, I could have gone five years for him. No sex. If we never had sex before. She said, but because I feel like he's trying to control me because he knows that's the one thing that I need from him to, you know what I'm saying? Because she told me before, like a few months back, like in May, she's like, if I fuck this motherfucker one more time, like it's a wrap. Like she's like, I'm going to be like gone. You know what I mean? She was like, and I think he's going to be gone too. So then she said that like the shit that they was talking about wasn't no normal shit because I was like, oh, okay, all right. And he was telling her like, yo, the shit that we talking about, we want to do, that shit comes with consequences. And, you know, you said you wasn't going to fall in love with me. And she's like, I'm not in love with you. I just love you. He's like, and I love you too. He was like, and I feel like if we continue. So, it's, so of, of course, you also have to take into consideration his mental health. He got a lot of fucking problems. I told her, cut the motherfucker off. I was like, but she's scared because she's like, 
she's heard what he's done to other women that he's never told he loved them before, that he's never given large amounts of money to. So she said, if he did that to them, what do you think that he would do to me? So do you think, so, okay, so he's, he's controlling her. What happens, let me ask you this, Laren, as, as, a, as a, you know, nice-looking man in Atlanta, you get money, whatever. What happens if you're playing a game and the bitch says, it's not chess, it's not check, I'm just not playing at all. I'm flipping the table. It is what it is. And, and, you can, and she's, not, she's not answering calls. She's not answering text messages. She was like, anything about your money, you could go you know, through through her uh, through my financial planner, you have the same one. Um, she don't want to have no contact with him at all because she feels unloved. She feels like this motherfucker don't give a fuck about me. If he gave it, she was like, if he wanted me to go sit down, if he would have came and brought me five racks or ten racks and was like, look, I don't need, because you know, listen, I'm not saying that y'all always need sex. I've worked in the strip club. Sometimes really, these motherfuckers really just want you to sit down and talk to them, and they will pay you for your time. She feels so stupid because she's like, this motherfucker did not pay me for my time. She was like, I put the pussy off the market for a year. I could have been in a whole other relationship. Now, if she takes this away from him as a man, I need you to speak as a man that you are not. If she decides, okay, I'm not fucking with him, it is what it is. He'll get his money back at the end of the, you know, at the end of the whatever when she gets it because um, she's going to give him his money back because she's like, I don't want nothing to do with him at all. I don't want to move on with my life. Do you think that that is going to be a dangerous thing for her? Mm, <clears throat> I can't say because I don't know his temperament. I don't know hers. It's, it's bad. But I will, I will <laughs> say that um, your girl is just as much as fault as he is. And the reason why mm-hmm. I say that is because she knew his situation going into it. Okay, she but here's knew. the thing. Let me Listen, listen, let me say this. You got to treat him like you need him. How they started is not how they ended. This motherfucker was on but, some complete, because I was there, this motherfucker was on some complete other extra shit, and she's okay. Go ahead, go home. Do the, they're not, He's not married, by the way, not married. The issue is that she's like, you're trying to change the plays mid-game. Like, motherfucker, we've been together all this time. We've been fucking. We've been sucking. We've been doing everything. And now all of a sudden you don't want to have sex with me anymore. And she feels like it's contrived because when they see each other, he cannot keep his hands off her. And, and vice versa. Like, she loves him. Like, she, you know, and I told her she needs to get out of that. Like, you need to let that shit go and just get you some cameras in your house because off record, like, this is somebody that is known to, you know, get upset. So imagine somebody has your money and somebody that you're telling that you love, whether he does or doesn't, in his mind, for for whatever. I don't take him, to be honest with you, as a type of, like, if he didn't love her, he wouldn't tell her. Like, he's the type of motherfucker that would just be like, I'm not saying that shit, like, I'm not. So I think he loved her in some type of way, but I think that is based in control. Was he, so, was he, uh, did he love her or was he in love with her? Oh, no, nah, she's not in love with him either. But let me say this. Uh, you if, can love. If they would have continued, if they would have continued, oh, it was a, they, if, if they would have continued, it was a fucking mess. Like, it, it would have been, like, the the best 
worst relationship that you ever seen because they're so close, Larry. Like, you're not understanding. This motherfucker be, like, biting her face. Like, like this is the type, like, we dealing with, like, some, like, animalistic type, the, the, you okay. know, she told me this. Your boy is crazy. Like, motherfucker, that's what I'm trying I'm to tell you. you. Well, Every well, time she well, goes somewhere, this nigga bites her. But you talking about biting this <laughs> shit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He will her. hurt her. Okay. He will hurt her. So why? Because you don't bite nobody just for fun. That's a control thing. Every time she went out of town, this motherfucker would literally meet her at the airport to give her her hugs and kisses goodbye, and then he would bite her. Like, like in her face, on her neck, like leaving like massive, like we ain't talking about like a little, you know, love tech. We talking about like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that he would tell her that he loves her if he didn't. I feel, and I told her this, I said, I feel like he's getting help. And I feel like part of his treatment plan was like, stop being deceitful and a lying ass nigga to your bitch. And he was told to maybe try to make your relationship platonic, but when y'all see each other, it's like heroin. Like, like the both of them, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, they, they, it, it's really ridiculous. Like, you would see them and be like, oh, I know. Like, you would want to watch them have sex. You'd be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, but he bites her and he, you know what I mean? So, but he does this every time she goes out of town. So, to me, this is an ownership issue. Like, I'm telling her. So, he thinks he owns her. So imagine his surprise when the bitch is like, I don't want to play like this no more. Go fuck yourself. That shit fucked her up. Like, how do you tell somebody you don't want to have sex with them for a year? So the first thing she's thinking is that he has something or he's dying, you know? I say, either way, bitch, let it go. No, that's some real deal shit. You know, that's some real deal shit. You caught some shit and you don't know where the fuck it came from. You know, and she's not complaining because she been to the doctors every day. She's okay, motherfucker. You have somebody else to answer to. You don't, you know what I mean? So maybe he's trying to stay away from her for a year because, you know, I I don't know, Larry. If you have a sex with somebody and it's good, you gonna stop? Because uh, I'm not. Shit, I'm be trying to get it all the time. Just like that? No. I mean, like I said. I do know I I do know for a fact. Anytime a situation changes, something happened to make that change. Now, something happened within him and someone else. Okay. Or something mm-hmm. happened with him and her. Do you think he has another her. little side bitch? If he has a woman at home that he lives with right. and yeah. your friend is his side chick. He yeah. got another one somewhere else. Okay. Cause a because he's a man not paying attention to my friend, yeah. right? Now, he probably got another chick that's doing way more to him than your friend is. So he's he smashing his girl at home. He's not. No, 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 no. It doesn't no, no, matter no. what he requires. It doesn't matter what he okay. requires. He's got a girl at home that he's been dealing with. And he had your girl. But somewhere in that vicinity, within a 10-mile radius. I agree with you. I agree. He smashing somebody else. He has somebody he could get to quicker. Yeah, and he ain't got to go 20 miles or 30 miles or 30 minutes away to get to her. 
maybe, uh, you know, whatever this girl he got, the side chick, he done manipulated her the same way he manipulated your girl. Now, he ain't got to go see your girl no more because this chick is doing the same thing to him at a shorter distance. So why drive further for okay. the same pussy when you can get, you know, that at you know somewhere but close to But why give my girl so, thousands of dollars then? Control. I'm gonna give you this. We ain't talking about five dollars. We're talking about like thousands, no. like here. It don't. It don't have. To, I mean, it could be five dollars. It could be five dollars. It could be five hundred five thousand dollars. <laughs> the situation mm-hmm. is this. I'm gonna give you this little bit of money, so you won't get it from somebody else. And because technically, you belong to me. He ain't got to come out and say it, but yes, she he feels like you belong to me, and I guarantee you, if she do some fuck shit to piss that motherfucker off, he gonna go out there and straighten her ass out. But your girl is not a victim; she's a player no. within this whole world. No, she's a player within the role because so she what, knows exactly. She knows what's going exactly. on, and she said that she's like he's fucking somebody else because. If it's not me, where is he getting the release from? And she was like, and he could tell me the truth. She's like, I could take it. I already know that you fuck with somebody at home, you know. But here's the one reason that I think that he may not fuck other bitches. When I tell you where this motherfucker on the leash, he can't leave the fucking house. Like, this is a motherfucker that's like, yo, like, I can't, you know, I can't do this and I can't do that. Like, I can't, you know, this person took the car and, like, like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, this motherfucker can't be seen out nowhere with nobody. Mm-hmm. Okay? So this ain't no regular cheating nigga. You know, like, regular cheating niggas got their little cheating spots and they be like, okay, we can go here and we can, you know, live and, and you know, in peace. The bitch had a whole mm-hmm. apartment. You did not come to the apartment, but I agree with you. I believe he's fucking somebody else. I believe he's fucking his girl at home, probably a young bitch. And I believe that he keeps my friend because you would be stupid. Like, if I showed you, you would be like, oh, send it to me. <laughs> Please send it to me. Yeah. She get money. She she look all right. She, she, she keep herself up. What the fuck? Like, do you see what I'm saying? But I think because my friend is not young and dumb, that he's like, I'm going to keep her because she makes sense and, I, you know, I don't want nobody else to touch her. Like a collection, like a doll, you know. But I'm going to go do over here what's easy, right, because this bitch over here, she's she going to require me to give her 10 stacks to continue doing what I'm doing because she's not just going to keep sitting here. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I know that she could go be with somebody that would literally marry her within a six-month period, 100%. 100%. One thousand percent. If she was to put that pussy on somebody else, the shit, the way that she put it on him, he, she would be like, "Who? What?" You know what I'm saying? And she would be, and that's the issue is that at the time, and she's not a victim. She's not saying she's a victim. She's saying what happened because a hundred percent she knows it wasn't her. So that's that's ninety percent of the battle is telling women like, "Baby girl, it wasn't you. This motherfucker wasn't gonna be faithful anyway." She already know the motherfucker had cheated. I mean, look what you do. So she doesn't want him. Like, it's not like she's like, let me take this nigga from his bitch. You know, but she's like, he knows that in order for me to show love and to show appreciation and, and, and become closer to him, that I need to touch him. 
And so he's taking that away from me. I said, that's Pimpin. That's Pimpin. If he could fuck his girlfriend at home, you know, once a week, he doesn't really need you, right? So maybe when he met her, I told her, I was like, maybe they was on the rocks, maybe some shit was bad. Because he was completely different when he first met her. And then something like around February, March, and it wasn't COVID, it was before that, happened where he drew everything back and he just was like, yo, like she would be in his area and he'd be like, oh, I can't come see you. And I was like, this motherfucker is the last of the people that should have a conscience. But what I told her is at the end of the day, the motherfucker just told you he don't want you. So you need to move on. I mean, I, I can't. I can't tell her nothing else. It doesn't even matter if he's fucking other bitches. We already knew, you know, he was fucking his girlfriend, which is within and of itself. That's, that's a gangster bitch right there. But at the end of the day, I said, I think that he owes you money because you hold this motherfucker secrets. Don't let this motherfucker just, you know, come here and try to dictate to you what's going on. Motherfucker secrets cost money. You want to go home and you want to act like nothing ever happened and all this, that, and the third. I don't give a fuck. What y'all discuss between you? Bitch, pay me for my wasted time for the five months that you kept promising me some dick. And then he said something to her to the effect of she was joking with him one day and she was like, you want me to t- put the pussy on ice but you don't drop off enough dick and you don't drop off enough money. So not that she was going to fuck somebody, but she was just like, nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? He told her a month later, just the other day, he was like, I'm not the person that plans for sex, and when we get it is when we get it, and I'm, you know, you're not just going to tell me to drop some dick off, and I'm like, wow. So he remembered a whole conversation that y'all had, like, five months ago. Let this motherfucker go free. Like, <laughs> I'm a side this nigga. Like, you can't, there's nothing you could do. Because it's going to be a constant power struggle. And I feel bad because if she was happy getting what she wanted, she wouldn't give a fuck to sit in the house and sit on ice. But she's not getting anything she wanted. She just want to be with him. She just want to love on him and all this other stuff and, and, you know, and give her her money. You know, give her her little birthday gifts and her little Christmas gifts and her little whatever to say, I appreciate the fact that you don't cause me no fucking problems. Because when I tell you this bitch could cause some fucking problems, she could cause some serious motherfucking problems. So then everything that you did doesn't even matter. Pay this bitch. That's what I'm saying. Silence costs money. Motherfuckers that be having mistresses and, like, all this other shit, they pay for that shit. You know, but she's not a mistress. This motherfucker's not married. Okay? At the end of the day, I told her, cut the nigga off. I'm like, at the end of the day, this nigga don't want you. So he's let you, he, this motherfucker is delusional to think that no one in five months looked at you. They didn't try to cap. Nobody said, let me give you some money to renovate your house. Like, that, you know, and, and that's what I told her. I said, that's the arrogance, you know. So I feel like this motherfucker got beside himself. I feel like she's in danger slightly, you know, because she has his money, you know. So now how would you as a as a woman like if you were advising like your niece or somebody to leave a situation like that how would you advise her to leave the situation i told her just don't pick up no calls i mean for what but see the thing is she's already you know invested in this and you can give no you can give her all the advice you want to give her but until she's ready to give it up and leave, she ain't going no damn where. 
But here's and, the thing. <laughs> the motherfucker, like, at the end of the day, she is going somewhere because, motherfucker, you can't be. Listen, this bitch could have had a whole nother motherfucker relationship. He wouldn't have known about it. That's how fucking arrogant she is. You said she okay? could have. She could have had a whole nother nigga living saying, in the house. You saying she could have any man she wants. But why don't she no, have No, that's one? not what I'm saying. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying while he's sitting up there playing games, not fucking her for five months, during the summer, she could have had a whole nigga living in one of her cribs, and he wouldn't have even known. So that's that But why arrogance. didn't she? I'm, I don't deal with niggas like that. I deal with the type of motherfucker that will pop up on your ass like, bitch, let me just make, let me make sure my investment is okay. Why and so what she, you're saying is why correct. She, why did it take her five months? What do you mean? Why did it take her five months okay. to what? If, if they've been having sex, you know, so this awesome sex they've been having for years. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, not for months, a year, wasn't like that. One year. Yeah. I'm going to say a year, and they've been having, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it stopped. Why? Why didn't she get it sooner? I mean, you let this man tell you that you ain't going to do nothing. He ain't going to touch you. No, 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 no. Let me in in her in her defense. So COVID hit. So he was up. He was up at her house in May. Um, her birthday was in June. He totally fumbled the bag on that. Um, so they, the last time they slept together was May. They were beefing like the month of June, the month of July. They were still talking, but like whatever. They didn't start back really kicking it and just mending the fences um, about his anxiety and shit like that until August. September is when they really started like seeing each other again, rebuilding the connection, whatever, whatever. We in October now. So everything in the – so here's what I'm saying. You gave this bitch back to the streets for the summer because yeah, they in the, in one year they went maybe two weeks I think she said where they didn't speak. Other than that, they talk every day. They like it's like nothing, right? But when it came time, so basically when she looked up, she was like, "Yo, I ain't touched you. this motherfucker. Ain't been over here in five months. I've not slept with him. I've not." You know, and they're hanging out. They're, they're doing everything. They're seeing each other two, three times a week, but up there. And I will say this, he has some legal issues, and then the legal issues are done now. So I think that that mixed with the anxiety and everything else, oh, I have some legal issues, I can't leave the county, whatever, whatever. So she believed it because it made sense because I wouldn't have been going, but okay. The day that the legal issue was over was the day that he was supposed to come and hang out with her. And he was like, I'm not able to come up there, but if you come up here, I got some money for you, like, you know, whatever. So she had bought him a gift because she just, you know, this is, she just, she's, I'm telling you, if I, if I showed you a picture, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> I'll fly her down, it's fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because there's no reason. So it's not that she was waiting. This bitch is busy. You know, this is this ain't no bum-ass bitch. This bitch got a job. She got shit going on. You know what I mean? So you look up, and you're like, wow, my pussy tingling because I ain't been fucked in goddamn five months, you know? And so the day that they had set up that his legal issue was over and he was supposed to come see her at the crib, they, they revving it up. Like the night before, it's, it's great. 
She said she knew something was wrong that night because he normally was like, call. this is a motherfucker that be texting and calling her from the bathroom at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. So I personally don't think that he had another bitch, but what you, what you, what you say makes sense. Maybe he did and he just was trying to keep my friend because she's cute and she get money. I don't know. But, and she loved them. So there, there's always that. Because these motherfuckers always want a bitch. That, they always want to fight. They always want a bitch that, that causes chaos, that don't love them, they try to make them love them. You know, and that's just not where she's at. She caused this motherfucker no problem. When she realized that it was five months, she was like, okay, he's coming up here. Everything is good. She gets herself ready. She gets the crib ready. He calls her and tells her he can't come because something happened with his car. Can she come up there and get the money? Then she goes to get the money. If not, what he said he was going to give her was half. And I was like, bitch, this motherfucker playing games. Like, it, it's it's not enough. It, it's not them thousands. That that's not enough for you to continue doing this. And this thing, this motherfucker is trying to wreck you. I think that because she is on the level that she is, he's trying to drag her to where he is mentally, emotionally. You understand what I'm saying? And so as a result, you know, he's tearing her down because he can't say she's ugly. He can't say she's a broke-ass bitch. He can't say, oh, I'm not paying your rent this month because she she owns shit. Like, you understand what I'm saying? So how else can I manipulate and control her? I'm going to take the dick away. So as much as I like fucking her, I'm going to take the dick away because I know that's what she likes. Okay? That hurt her. So what he's not understanding is you already abused her and neglected her for five months, you know, and she, she ain't fuck with nobody. This is a bitch. She travels. She be all over the place. She literally does not have to talk to this nigga at all, at all, period. But she loves him, right? So he, and he's jealous a little bit, you know, he makes up these stories in his head. So like if I came to Atlanta to see you and I brought her with me, right? He would make up, like, this story in his head, like, yeah, you was down there at Lyra's house, and y'all probably had a bunch of niggas in the house and had a cocktail party, and then was eating steaks on the grill. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, this motherfucker would, like, conjure up shit that he thinks you did instead of confirming. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, like, it's too much. So that day she brings him this gift a very expensive gift at that. And she said, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, because I don't know when I'm going to see you again, and happy anniversary, because we ain't going to make it. And he's like, oh, knock it off, you know, da 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 And she's like, no, motherfucker, I'm really serious. And I think that that's the thing that you men don't understand. Like, you can get so far with us, and then after a certain point, like, we don't even need to confirm you cheating. And it's just like, nigga, just go. Bye, just go. Like, you've killed it. And And I think that there's a misconception that the more that you're mean to a woman, she's going to come after you. That's weak bitches. That's bitches that don't have nothing, you know, to offer. Okay. I don't function like that and she don't either. So she's like, this nigga don't want me. So now I don't want him. So now he's out the blue, starts being mean to her. Like, oh, like saying crazy shit to her. And then like, you need to convince me. I think it was the word convince that really had her like, this motherfucker has lost his mind. So now she's in a space where she's like, I'm single. She's telling people she's single. She used to claim him and be like, oh, you know, I have somebody. And I told her that's half the battle. 
So do you agree that she should be dating other people regardless of what this motherfucker is talking about because he's dating other people, right? Yeah. Lawrence, isn't he dating other people, right? So she should be dating other people, correct? Yeah. I mean, she has that freedom to do so because he's doing him. So Right, and he didn't even her... check up on her, so he doesn't give a fuck. That's what I'm saying. My dudes would have been up, oh, my bitch got an apartment for no reason, and she don't live there? Oh, nah. <laughs> I'm going to need the keys. I'm going to need, like, you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to need to be popping the fuck up. So I told her, I was like, it's not that he trusts you so much, baby girl. I said, it's that he don't give a fuck, and he just assumes because of his arrogance that you just love him so much that you would not suck dick in an apartment that you paid for on a on a Wednesday. That's what he thinks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's why he ain't been up here. That's why he ain't popped up on you. That's why he ain't in the alley right now looking through your window. That's why he ain't contributed. That's why he ain't this shit because he doesn't give a fuck. I told her that. You know? And I told her she need to move on. I said, whatever little weird shit he going to do, he ain't going to do nothing but come up to her job and stare at her. You know what I mean? That's what I told her. How's he going to get in the house? He's stupid. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, well, look, I will say all this and shit, you know. Your boy, he he, he is who he is. Yeah. I don't think and she understands who he is. But 100%. she accepted who he was and went along with the plan until he changed the narrative. Now she's looking for answers for sure. from a man who was fucked up in the first place. For sure. And, yeah, so in order for her to just completely just eliminate herself from him, she has to cut all ties with this dude. So if she wants to go out and date other dudes, she should be doing that. But for some reason, she's still holding on to hope that this motherfucker gonna come back to her. No, or maybe it's not hope, it took man. her a while. It took her, her man, a while to hope. realize that. No, it didn't take her well, a while. I think that no 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 no. I think that because he was calling every day, like everything and then they're seeing each other a couple times a week and then like she really took inventory of it this last time when he had no other excuse to give her. You know, you can't say you had legal issues. I also think that part of the reason that she doesn't just go and fuck someone else knows what he's known for doing to women and for less, for far less. So I think that she's just like, what, you know, well, what would he do to me? You know, and mm-hmm. at this point, I'm like, girl, if the motherfucker ain't popped up on your ass all summer long, all summer long, fuck COVID. Motherfucker just really thought she was just sitting in this apartment with a wet pussy and a dry purse. Like, that's, that's what he really thought. Like, and, and you, then the, he doesn't care. And if he does care, he doesn't think that you would leave. Okay? He thinks that $5,000 is a lot of money. And it is, but in the grand, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But to do what you just did, bitch, nah, he owe you money, you know? Because she doesn't have a problem that she's being taken care of. That's that's the way of the world. I mean, come on now. This ain't this ain't rocket scientist. That's why I can't be no motherfucking mistress. I told motherfucking a minute, oh, I'm married, bitch. You don't have enough money 
to keep me not fucking other people. You don't have it. And I don't even be fucking. You don't have, I, I couldn't name an amount that would make me go sit the fuck down for a man that was married, you know? And that was the other thing I told her. I said, maybe he got married. We didn't think it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe he got married and the guilt, there's something. And and I told her, I said, if he would just be honest and communicate with you, you know, let her kill it. Let her just tell her the truth because something happened. We know that the girl's not pregnant. So, there's something conscientious happening where he's like, it's a win-win situation for me. And I also think he's trying to friend zone her. And she's like, I can't be this nigga's friend. I suck this dick. I'm like, you right. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, wait. Say it so, again. She said, I can't be his friend. I suck this dick. You know what I mean? I can't be, no, I'm not, I, I agree with her that. If you ever see me with a dude, 100%, I never touched him. Like, I was just out of town with my brother, like, 100%. Like, you see me with a dude, I never touched him because I can't be your friend after we done did some nasty shit to each other. Uh-uh. Bitch, you have to go lay down for about 10 to 12 business years. Okay? You when I see you, I'm a, Business years, we gonna. I'm gonna have a flashback, like, and then it's gonna be. Remember that time you did this? Nah, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to talk about that. Don't talk to me. Okay, ten to twelve business years, <laughs> then we could be cool. I've been divorced for twelve years. Me and my ex husband can just now have a conversation on the phone. That's it. And that was another thing. When he met her, he asked her, "Was her ex boyfriend still alive?" You don't think that's weird, man? God, damn, what? Still alive. What? Wow. That was that. I was like, wait, what? That's what I'm trying to tell you. So I think it's more she's trying to exit stage left quietly, and I just don't think he's going to just let her do that. You know, I think that that's going to trigger him and put him in a frenzy. Like, wait a minute, one of my bitches is trying to leave. You know what I mean? Even though I abused her, I ain't do shit for her, I ain't paid no bills, and I ain't touched her, I'm mad because she's trying to leave. Can you explain to me the, the psychotic nature of that thought process, please? Can I, can I say, ask me that last question again? Can what I, can, would make can I explain a to you? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What would you say? What would make a man think? that you're not paying this bitch's bills, you're not fucking her, um, you're talking to her, you know, she loves you, but you're doing all these things and you think that she's just going to continue to wait for you for a year with no explanation. No, like, I got cancer, like, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just, it's very weird to me that he told her a year. He doesn't want to have sex for a year. What in the therapeutic community are you talking about? Like, what did your therapist tell you to stop fucking her? Is that what it really is? Is she not part of your treatment plan? You know what I'm saying? Because I know, like, Lynn, I'm being serious. Like, this motherfucker's on medication. He goes to the doctor. It's like, he's not well sometimes. So she, that's why she stayed because she's like, oh, I get it. You know, because she got issues. So they just mm-hmm. clean up bad. You know what I mean? So sex, yeah, when you're yeah. in a depression, they are. 
That's why the sex so goddamn good. That's why I surmise like two crazy motherfuckers like shit. That's should probably off the chain. I want to see, but um, I think that you know she might not be part of his treatment plan, and she's just like, I know it's something because I know it's not me. And he told her he's like, it's not you, you know. So I just think she should leave the motherfucker alone and don't take him back. Of course she should, mm-hmm. but you can't tell her that. I mean, I mean, I mean, let me rephrase that. You can tell her that all no, you want to. No, you're telling her right but... now, and she's listening because I'm. I told her I said I'm going to ask a man because this doesn't oh, make okay. sense to me, bitch. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. So when oh, you're she's hearing it to me from right a man, now? yeah, hundred percent. Oh well, look here, uh, young lady or whatever. I'm going to tell you like this. Yes, she is. You need to cut the ties with that dude completely. Because if any man that's going to tell you he wants you to wait a year to prove yourself to him, you ain't got to prove a damn thing to nobody but yourself. And what you're doing right now is you're proving to him that you can't go without him. So while you're listening to me as a man, this man has control over you emotionally because there's a connection. You gave yourself to him emotionally and physically. So the physical is gone, but the emotional is still there. If the emotional wasn't there, then this conversation would not be happening. So you need to gather yourself together, cut that emotional string, and get back to yourself who you were before you met this dude. Because the only thing he's going to do is keep bringing you down and making you be what he wants you to be and not what you want to be. The dude already has his life going. Your life came to a pause because you were trying to convince yourself this man wants you, and now he's trying to convince you to stick around. What are you sticking around for? No dick? A couple thousand dollars? I said, you're pretty much much selling yourself for nothing, and your value is way more than that. So – Regain your value of who you are and let that motherfucker go on about his business and have his life where he is and go get yours. Because based off what I'm hearing, you're a beautiful woman. But what's keeping you from going to get a man that's going to value your beauty inside and outside and what you have to offer? So me, my opinion as a man straight up, if that man ain't doing what he's supposed to do for you, then find a man who's going to do it for you and leave that clown and alone. No shortage, period. And that's the bottom line to it because, shit, me being a man, if I got a woman that's at home in my bed every night, but I got another chick I'm talking to, and all I got to do is give her a few words, and she's just going to hang on, I control her. Mm. Then I have no respect for her because if mm. I can control you just by a few messages and some words, respect you at all because you're going to Agreed. do what I say when I say it. So if I don't respect you, that means you don't respect yourself. Mm. So Agreed. he might love, he might tell you he loves you, but how many men tell women they love them every day just to get what they want? Love is a four-letter word, but the act on it is something totally different. 
I can tell somebody I love them every day, and I don't got I don't love them once a damn. If I can lay down on a woman, I can tell a woman I love her just to get what I want. You can she feel it, but I won't feel it. No, I don't. Yeah. I'm just telling you I love I you at the her, moment I because said, he don't fuck with you, girl. Let this shit go. Just go on and live your life. That motherfucker ain't gonna do nothing to you. I said you live in a secure building. He can't get in there. You live out on the island. He don't know where the fuck you live. He may know where your parents live at, but that's you pull up over there if you want to. So at the end of the day, I told her, I said, I don't think, I, I just think you should just give up and be done. But listen, we've been on here for two hours. Thank you so much for educating the people on the COVID shit, letting these black people know in this country, A, to go fucking vote, but B, that COVID is real. And I'm going to actually leave you with a song. So I know you're from Cleveland, so you ain't down with, like, the the total New York situation, but Nas just came out with a new album um, not that long ago, and I love this one song, and it's called Replace Me, so I'm going to talk to you offline. Guys, make sure that you are tuning into this on iTunes, blogtalkradio.com. We're getting ready to be on Pandora and, and iHeartRadio and all that other shit, Sirius XM, too, so you can listen to me in your car. Much love, and then let's just leave with this Nas song, if I can ever get this shit to go up. N-A-S Uh Yeah If you got out to a face me I'm gonna look for nobody else I was keeping my heart on safety And I'm letting it go into an island You got a lot to lose, but it's all basic I'll probably ride this time, you better leave it I bet I'm Like a battery, you can't mistake him for nasty. You know my anatomy, you know my body is voodoo, probably. Kama Sutra, Mr. Uchiwali. She hit the wall, I'm in control, I'm in her soul. Sugar daddy, sometimes, no sugar coat in one line. When we talk, but she thought she could have found a new guy. That kid, alright, but I'm a kryptonite, a different type. Lorenzo, me along, love Jones, dipping on the bike, you growing into a better woman. It's whatever we thugging, new product every season. 50 ball on the budget, if it didn't occur, she for me. For her, Running. only thing worse than being alone is wishing you were. To replace me. about me a lot of sour i know that you believe in stars just like stars you know your words got a lot of power you know i'm good at reading you i spent like ten thousand hours i must have bought you ten thousand flowers ignoring red flags and all the bowls i even bought your daughter clothes and your father clothes and i bought you diamonds even though i got a heart of gold and on your enemies we rode i go picasso art war we a different pedigree i did some foul shit across the line you seem to petty me I never gave you infidelity or tried to wreck your credibility. I'm not your ex, I'm your ecstasy. Methamphetamines, ain't no you better me. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Right Trying to do what I'm meant to do, teach you, please you. You know, never mistreat you and treat you, you know how it goes. 
that down like shit. Sean Don. Let's go. I got that New York walk. I got that Detroit soul, you know. 